Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Give Me a Break podcast. It's Thursday, January 9th, and we have a big game coming up on Saturday. This is the last episode where my boy Ben can join. How's it going, Ben? It's going good, man. Hopefully, I'll be on sometime during the semester. Hopefully, I'll make it down there and record. But yeah, school's back to starting up soon. We're both we're get- psyched for that, I guess. <laughs> we're getting after it here soon. Uh, biggest week, of course. For the, Vikings, for the Vikings season, we got a 49ers matchup in the divisional round in San Francisco. The sixth seed versus the one seed. Uh, actually, I saw this on the Sports Center today. The last time the sixth seed beat the one seed was in 2010, and both six seeds won. And that's on the table this week with us beating the 49ers and then the Ravens losing to the Titans. But that would be tough. Of I course, mean, that's I mean, pretty unlikely. Both are unlikely, but. The Titans being the Ravens would be, like, really unlikely to me. Also, in that YouTube video I was watching, I was telling you about earlier before the show. Yeah. Uh, he mentioned if the Titans took care of business against the Patriots, they'd, that'd be perfectly fine for the rest of the world, even if they get butchered by those Ravens. It's true. So, um, we'll see. Derrick Henry was monstrous, That's though. what I was about to say, actually, is, you know, um, Lamar Jackson is the runaway MVP candidate at this point. But if Derrick Henry had started this run, you know, like um, Christian McCaffrey obviously was the early edition of running back to be in the talks of MVP and he dropped off. And then Derrick Henry kind of picked up like, I honestly don't know Derrick Henry's stat lines from his early stuff because he started to get national attention later. Yeah. Um, But I'd imagine that, you know, if he had started doing what he's doing right now early in the season, he would be up there with Lamar for MVP. So uh, comes down to two of the best players, you know, having two of the best seasons. And I think that'll be a fun game. It's all going to come down to those defenses, which the Ravens had two All-Americans, or not All-Americans, that's college, uh, two All-Pros at corner, which is just nuts. And their 12th Pro Bowl lineup. It's insane. So So we'll get to those in a little bit longer, but let's start with the Wolves. Uh, They keep losing. That was terrible. And that's our Wolves segment. (laughs) That's all we got today. Twins, same thing. Nothing's High draft picks, please. Nothing's happened for the Twins, nope. uh, which is fine, I think. We got our couple pitchers, so they're not great, but I they're mean, decent. It's so, January. What do we expect from yep. baseball right now? No. I'm excited, though, for the summer again. I was saying it the other day that yeah. if they're good again, this is going to be another fun season to watch. It'll be exciting. Power ranks number four in MLB's power. Oh, yeah, that was the big thing. That's number huge. four. Uh-huh. Rays were number five, so two small market teams, four and five on the power rankings. That's were there see. any other small market teams on that list? Oh, uh, the A's remember. were at nine. St. Louis, you could kind of call a small market. Come on, St. Louis is not that much larger than Minneapolis, I don't think. Well, St. Louis, their baseball team, they have a lot more money to spend. That's a that. fair point. Uh, but we should. But the A's were number nine, which was the other smallish market team. They're yeah. definitely bottom bottom third or whatever. Uh, but, yeah, another good good high expectation season for the Twins, I think. Four is high. It yeah. was two NL teams, of course, with Houston. And the, or Sorry, two AL teams in front of us with Houston and the Yankees. The obvious so choice put us kind of third. the Nationals losing their best offensive player. and But the, I, I think they rank the Nationals way too low, personally. At seven? Yeah, that's too low. They're the reigning world champs. Let's have some respect for that a little bit, even though they lost a key yeah. offensive player because they won on pitching, and that didn't change. So we'll figure that out when that time comes. So Wild Twins check – or Wolves Twins check, check. Uh, let's quickly hit hockey here for a second then get to a long segment of football for this podcast episode. It's going to be huge about that today. I mean, it's – the it's, big sport going on right now. It is the time period of, for football. It's playoff football, Especially national championship right around the corner. might not be able to talk it for much longer, sadly. We will get to all those football things here, but let's start with the Wild. Uh, another season, they win some games yep. and they lose some games. What do we expect 
we've, we, we're kind of beating a dead horse. I mean, that's here. every season, isn't it? You win some, you lose some. Well, yeah, I, I know for the wild, saying. especially it though. doesn't, it still doesn't make seems sense. Like we're beating a dead horse. You know, we're, it seems like this is every year where we don't beat the teams that we're supposed to, but then sometimes we beat the team or, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you say lose the team you're supposed to lose to and get your wins that occasionally, but it's like, it's all over the place. There are teams that we should beat. Yep. Then we come out and lay a goose egg and lose. You know, we lose to, to two, Toronto. To yeah. We lose to the Islanders. We lose to the Flames. All those games, of course, you get a point against the Flames. But then you beat yeah. a team in the overtime against the against the Jets. Which is, I mean, this team has been so awful in overtime for so long. And we Very struggle shocking. against our division. So that's yeah. a huge win against the Jets. Uh, of course, they scrape, scrape away with the point, though. Uh, what your, to your point... A teams teams that don't do that in our world today, they don't lose to those bad teams. The Bucks and the Lakers, they have yeah. zero losses combined this year to teams that are out of the playoff picture right now or under five hundred. Or I don't remember. That's what why they're so was, great. They don't lose to the teams. They take care of their business, yep. and of course, they've had some close games. But yeah. they still that take, doesn't matter. Take care of your business. They still no take what. care of business. They get the wins. The Wild, of course, they're not one of those top tier teams playing the low level tiers, but like no. they definitely lose games to to. Not great. Opponents. They lose more of those easy games than they should. Is the easiest way to put it. Like I understand, we're not a top tier team, so we're going to lose some of those bad games. And of course, but it's we lose too many. And hockey happens with the bounce of the puck sometimes. Absolutely. But, so we 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 beat Calgary. You know, or sorry, we lose to Calgary in the shootout. We play them tonight. Also, just yep, just on Sunday. Now another long break to th- Sunday to Thursday. Uh, yep. We play them at eight tonight. Hopefully, we can bounce back. I don't. We'll, I don't like when this long break we're is coming. We're in Calgary either. now. So we were, we're in Minnesota last time and now we're in yeah. Calgary. I don't like when this long break is coming because how long until we have all-star break now? It's, I don't know. It's close because they just released the jerseys, which are a whole nother discussion. Obviously those were much maligned. They're very boring in my opinion. Um, so just looking at the schedule and the dates, I can't really tell where the break would be. I could just look it up, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm lurking that right now. Uh, but like, January 25th. So we are exactly two weeks out, or not two exactly, but you know, roughly two weeks out from All Star oh, yeah. Game. And that's the All Star Game itself. So what it normally starts like two, three days before yep, the game so of the, the break. One of the best things about professional sports about All Star Breaks, definitely the hockey skills challenges. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That, those things, what those guys can do is insane. The so, hockey skill challenges and the, um, the I mean, NBA ones are fun too, in yeah. my opinion. Like, well, the NBA dunk contest and the three. I would say the skills. And then the skills is fun too. You like it? I mean, Cat won it, and that was dope because he was like the only big man competing against a bunch of guards. And I thought that was sick. I feel like it's kind of dumb because every everyone can do do the challenges. I guess it just comes down to like time period. But I'm like, okay with that though. It just kind of it like I would prefer if the NHL did it that way because it really helps show off. Like, hey, we've got these really great guys here for the All Star Game, and they're really talented. But that's not our only talent. Like, look at our. Look at these guys that can do this and this, and it really shows, I think, the true talent they have in sports. I wish football would do something like that too. They they, they need to bring back like the throwing competition in a better way, all kinds of stuff like that. And the football does that; it's just no one watches it either. So they have target practice, and I got rid of that. I thought no, last year they had the oh they brought cre- it back. Cre- it's super elaborate. They have all these colorful targets. And oh, I remember that because then they played dodgeball too, and then they played dodgeball, and they did like the little. Like a little uh, yeah. obstacle course, and then sure hands juju. Yeah. I think won that. So the, the irony is to me with some of these all star games and everything is the fact that you know NFL dominates numbers in a lot of ways. NHL or NFL dominates numbers with you know um, Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football. You know those are the biggest uh, TV sporting events 
every single week, essentially. Um, Super Bowl is the biggest sporting event in the U.S. Um, the NFL draft is the biggest draft by far. Like oh, yeah. people get way, and they, me included, way into the NFL draft. There's millions of people that will tune into it. People travel from all across the country to whatever city is hosting it. That doesn't happen in the other drafts. But they can't get their all-star game figured out, which I find hilarious in a lot of ways. Like yeah. NHL, like I'll tune into the NHL all-star game. I don't think I watch the game as much as I watch, like you said, the skills competition, yeah. all that stuff. And same with the NBA. I'll even and um, MLB. Even I actually one of my favorites is I love watching the uh, celebrity softball game because that's okay. always fun. With and the celebrity basketball game is really fun too, in my opinion. Um, I don't think NHL does anything like that though. So but those are they have more fun stuff. NHL All Stars Jordan Stahl sneaks in for his sixth, which is actually or sorry Eric Stahl. I was I say Jordan. Jordan. That's his brother. Uh, That's Eric a Stahl sn- choice for our one sneaks option. in for sixth place. Uh, our division seems to definitely have the most talent. Yeah, and I think if you just look at the number of All Star appearances that each of them have, we have one first time All Star. Yep. Uh, the other Matt divisions, Bennington? yeah, just Bennington's a, just first time. Uh, the Pacific has four first-time All-Stars. Wow. Who's the, who are those guys? Uh, the Metro has four also. And then the Atlantic has f- also has four. One, two, three, four. Yeah. So each division has four. So people like Jacob Markstrom, the goalie from Vancouver. Kemper, yeah. of course. Kemper deserves it, though. Kemper does deserve it. Uh, Matthew Thichuk. Jordan Sil- Silverberg from Anaheim. So a bunch of random okay. people that if you're not a hockey guy, yeah. you don't really know who these people are. So I don't know here. a lot of those guys. even. Tristan I Jerry. You know who that is? Pittsburgh's goalie. I've never heard of him. I I heard that he was on the team, but I didn't. Even, honestly, like I'm. Panarin, I love hockey. Panarin sneaks in for his first. Time. I love hockey, but I'm more of a college, high school, and Minnesota Wild guy. I don't follow yeah, the national. That's the thing about me. I don't follow the national stuff as much as a lot of other sports. So when I found out that um, they that Pittsburgh had a new goalie and then he's made the All Star game, like I didn't even know. So here's another guy, Jonathan Huberdo. That's a great name. Never heard of ne- never heard of that guy. Anthony DeClaire, Tyler Bertuzzi. Yep. I know Bertuzzi and DeClaire. Bunch of guys that they're all first time in. Travis Konechi, Konechi, I'm not sure how to say his name. Dougie Hamilton sounds like a beauty from okay. Carolina. I hope he's a, a good friend with Nino. Uh, Seth Jones sneaks in for his third time as maybe his third year. Also, we sneak it Jack Eichel, his Ooh. third already in his short career. Eichel, good for uh, But for the Central, you got Patty Kane, his ninth. Nathan McKinnon's fourth. Yep. He's the captain. That's that's very deserving. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. McKinnon's having a great year. Ryan O'Reilly's third. Shifley's second from Winnipeg. Tyler Sagan's sixth, also with Stahl. Yeah. Roman Yossi, Alex Petrangelo, and then goalies Bennington and Hellebuck. Uh, yeah. I think those are well-deserved. Oh, both those very goalies. much so. Hellebuck is having a great year. and um, Bennington isn't having quite the year, but um, it almost seems like they're putting him in because – and some of the other Blues players, honestly, because of their year last year. Um, and that's all-star games sometimes, you know? So Especially when you yeah, have an all-star game in the Petrangelo middle. You have this all-star game in the middle of the season instead of the end of the season. Um, sometimes I feel like they look a little bit at the season before. So you don't like the jerseys? No. I think it looks like they took two seconds on them. White, you know? white with stripes and a big colorful logo, and then black, black with, with stripes, stripes and a big colorful logo. The stripes, I'm pretty sure, are like supposed to be musical bars since they're the St. Louis Blues. Oh, okay, they don't only really look like that. They kind of look like musical bars. Uh, I'll, let me check those for a second. I don't, I didn't, I did not think that when I uh, saw it right away. I saw, I, I didn't even think of it to be honest. I saw somebody commenting like, that makes sense. Okay. So th- I can see it now that you yeah. say it, but at first cool. glance, I definitely don't think it. Couldn't so, have they done something like dope with like, you know, the St. Louis blues, 
they aren't the blues because St. Louis is known for blues music is because they're named after a song, a blues song called St. Louis Blues. Wouldn't have made way more sense to like highlight the song. Well, no, I was thinking more so highlight like the arch. The St. Louis Arch is by oh, far okay. the most famous thing in St. Louis. Yeah, I thought I think you could have done something cool with the arch, or you know, obviously the Mississippi. Yeah, the, the Missouri. I'm bad with the rivers, to be honest. So One of the major rivers. It's in Missouri, so I'm guessing the Missouri. Now that I think about it, runs right through there. Obviously, and, you know. Um, they're famous for their kind of one of the dividing cities between yeah. east, east and west, quote unquote, what they determine. So I don't know. It's a letdown. Um, Stall, I think, is a questionable choice for the All Star game. Who um, should it have been if it wasn't Stall? Uh, That's what you got to ask yourself. Yeah. I mean, Granny, maybe. Granland? He's not even on our team anymore. Wait, why did I say Granny? Brain fart. Yeah, brain fart. See, this is why. It's a terrible year for hockey. I'm just not following it as much this year just because Okay, yeah. This team is so underwhelming, man. You yeah, know? we traded him for We traded him for either Fiala or Yeah. I don't know why I said Granny. That's it was literally just like the first name of somebody that was of any importance to me. You know what I mean? Like I'm like that was the first name that came to my head for some reason. I feel like if it's not him, you gotta uh, I mean Suter's leading us in assist, but Stahl's leading us in goals and points. I mean, you can, I think he's the best choice. Uh, uh, Suter does does do still does still do a great job on the on the. Defense I guess part sides. of the big thing is like so many of our guys are so young, yeah. and like next year, I have, <clears throat> it's it's got to be somebody different next year for sure. Um, I'd imagine it'd be somebody like uh, Susie, maybe um, Jordan Greenway, Greenway or Cunning. Or yeah, Cunning's playing well. Our fourth Cunning. line, we were talking once yesterday, our fourth line's balling out with Cunning, Felino, and Erickson Eck. It really is. Um, or maybe it'll be the newcomer. Maybe it'll be our... Oh, the rookie? Maybe a bad dude from they Russia. Do, they do stick rookies in the All-Star game a lot mm-hmm. in the NHL. Yeah, I, I like, mean... I think they purposely... I've never to. liked... You know, MLB does it. NHL does it. I think there's only the leagues that do it where every single team has to have an All-Star. Oh, uh, I think it's... I think that's true. I don't know if baseball did it because I don't, I don't think, think the Mar- I don't think no, the Marlins doesn't. had it last year. What? I don't think the Marlins. No, were- they definitely do it because that's or um, Craig Anderson, Craig Anderson, whatever. It's- I can't remember when it was. I think it was 2016 or 2017. One of the uh, Twins' terrible teams. Um, we-, we had somebody that made it just because, and everyone's like sitting here, like, "Who are we actually going to put into this yeah, All Star okay. game?" Because we're all sitting here, like, "Let's see, who did you say didn't make it?" Of Marlin this I, year, yeah, it must. I must have been uh, the first baseman, third, uh, Brian Anderson, or third baseman, uh, Sandy Alcantara. What a pitcher for them! Okay. Oh wait, what? Yeah, a pitcher. For, yeah, one of their pitchers made it. Okay, as an All Star in 2019. Just, I guess it makes sense. It just seems like it doesn't. It's, that's a weird rule, but it makes sense with bigger rosters like that. I guess, especially since like you need a lot of pitchers. Anything else for hockey, Ben? Oh, yeah. We're getting off topic here. I feel like... Yeah, we, <laughs> we got way off topic. We just um, dipped out. Uh, I, don't think the, I don't think so. I think the Wild are right where they're going to be. Yeah. I'd prefer if, if they got worse, to be If honest. they start to make a run, that's beautiful. If they get I worse, I don't, have a, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I like playoff hockey. Hunter and Jordan back at school, they are big on the tank train. They I'm just, on the tank train. Even before we had that big run and after they had that big run, they still we kind of all still came to the consensus... I don't think we're going to win a playoff series. If we win one, I don't think we're going to win two, uh, especially not two. So, And we still just need so much more young talent in reality. I mean, we've got some young guys currently on the roster. We've got our dude over in Russia waiting to come on over. But I don't feel like our um, Iowa Wild 
and our college farm is looking very strong at the moment. So I think we really need to find a way to prepare for, you know, not just three, four years in the future, but four or five years into the future that we need to start finding some guys that will contribute in the long run. And I don't think we have enough of that right now. Okay. I agree. I don't think we're going to be winning right now. And especially uh, with the roster, the way it is. Like I said, I've followed, I've probably followed like our prospects and all that stuff more. So then I followed the team itself just because like I said, this is just like, even when they win, I don't think it's, I mean, I'll watch that work. I'll watch it with friends. It's just not particularly attractive hockey right now. Okay. Even. I don't think it's, you know, a pretty product. Yeah, so we're a couple 13, 14 into the episode here already. Uh, let's get into football, and I think we're going to be carrying over that till the end of the episode. Yeah, this is going to uh, be a lot. Let's open up with the Gophers. Let's get to the Vikings game at the end for the big chunk of it. Uh, yeah, it's going to be the big chunk. Gophers, I think it was a successful season. Very. Throughout, if you look in. If you look at nationwide, it's the two a losses season. at the end of the year stung, as we talked about last week. But then we won a bowl game and a pretty good bowl game against a very good team. Lose, That's big. If you lose the outback bowl, I think it's much less. But I think yeah. the outback bowl is huge, and, and that is because Auburn played everybody. I yeah, nobody, nobody really sat. You know, like Derek Brown could have sat because he's like, I'm gonna be a top five pick. Why should I play? But, but they like, all played. Yeah, they all played. It was great. So next year, let's look ahead. Go for a successful year to to have another successful season. Would you say winning the West is necessary, or would you say just battling for it again is even even okay? I want to win the West. Well, um, me too. But do you think that's a yes? Okay. Do so you know you, why? Why? No more Jonathan Taylor. Bye, Jonathan. True. He's good luck in draft. the NFL, but it will be really great to see. Both, of course, it's Wisconsin, so it'll probably come out with another great running back. So both the number one running back from Georgia. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Uh, and the number two running back in the country, Jonathan Taylor. Those are all about ESPN rankings. I think that's uh, Kirk or something. Yeah, it's um, uh, Swift. DeAndre Swift. Yes, yes, Georgia. Swift. Uh, one and two, they both declare. Of course, running backs declare young. You have to be a young running back. Uh, we're going to see that forever. I feel like if it's still the three-year rule, they're always going to go after the third eligible year. Yep. So yep. congrats to both those guys. They should be actually pretty high picks. They'll for, be very high running picks. backs. And they're talented. Those um, two are good. So no – no Jonathan Taylor, you mentioned. So our schedule is four home games to start. Florida, Atlantic, Tennessee Tech, and then at home versus Iowa to open up the Big Ten on September 18th. You know, um, the students will just be getting there. One of the um, – it's rough to start off with Iowa so early, and it's a, what, a Friday night game, I think, which will be weird. It, they got, no, they got, they got Oh, flexed. yeah, it's a Friday night game. They got game. flexed to a Friday night game. Um, what the heck? Some of the good news about um, – Iowa, they're losing Nate Stanley, their quarterback. Mm-hmm. They're losing both their offensive tackles, uh, who are both going to be very high NFL caliber guys. I'm just looking at their roster right now, but I knew those guys for sure. Um, they're losing their left guard. He's a redshirt senior, so he's done no matter what. Um, they're losing A.J. Espineza, who was a nightmare against us. He's going to be a fantastic NFL defensive end. Um, and they're losing both of their starting defensive tackles. So – that's a lot. So they get Iowa, BYU, Maryland, Wisconsin, Michigan, Michigan State, Illinois, Purdue, Northwestern, Nebraska. It's not an incredibly tough uh, East Division battle this year. You get Michigan State, Michigan, and, per- and, and Purdue. You get Michigan at home. That's key. Yep. That's big. You don't have to go to the big house, which I went there this past year. The big house lives up to its name. There's 115,000 people there. That place gets loud. That's a hard environment to play in. So we don't have to play in that. So in the – in the West, you play Wisconsin in Wisconsin, Iowa at home, Northwestern at home, yep. and then in Nebraska. I that's think it's not terrible. That's not too idea. bad because 
you get, of course, the one game you want at home is Iowa. So you get that at home and then Wisconsin. I think one of the peaks about Iowa is that if we are more ready for them, because we have our Tanner Morgan coming back, a lot of defensive players coming back. You're saying with Iowa? Yes, with Iowa. Yeah, I, I think gonna, having them early on in the season is more beneficial than having them later on like we did this year. I agree because we're going to have more continuity. We're going to have more um, – We our guys know each other. They're like used to playing in big moments together. Um, I was going to – like I said, I was going to be re- rolling out a f- fresh uh, new quarterback, redshirt freshman this year, so I'll be a redshirt sophomore next year. So that means if you have um, Tanner Morgan and new offensive tackle to that guy, it looks pretty for us, yeah. especially with just Tyler Johnson and now – the breaking news was Antoine Winfield Jr. going to the NFL, but those are not surprises. No, I don't. I think uh, Bateman's is still back, so yeah. you have the Big Ten wide receiver of the year in our on the mitts for week three. I think that's a huge game. Yep. So goals, I think the goals are you win your non-conference schedule. The toughest yeah. games being Florida Atlantic, BYU is big, but that's BYU a, is the toughest. I, yeah, Florida yeah. Atlantic just lost their head coach, but then they brought in. Um, the new, the uh, former Florida State slash um, so Oregon guy. So win your non-conference. Yep. Now Iowa at home. I think you have to win that game, and if you don't win that, you have to beat Wisconsin in Wisconsin. Yes. So so sweep the sweep the West, except for one game, either Wisconsin or Iowa. Of course, you'd rather have it be. Well, I guess pick your poison there. So I would rather have if we were to lose to Wisconsin or Iowa. I guess I would rather lose to Wisconsin, in Wisconsin. just because of the fact yeah it's in Wisconsin exactly. Yep. So lose one of those games or try to win out. Of course, these are just realistic goals. I'm not going to just say here, oh, we're going to win out in the West easily. I'm not I that guy. I don't think winning out is out of the picture though for the West. Yeah, for in general. So you think we're going to be able to beat Michigan and Michigan State and Purdue? Okay, so that's, I mean, that's I mean, my next point. Purdue, I would say Michigan lose. State. Um, Michigan State's not what they used to be. Maybe they'll bounce back. Um, but That's true. They yeah. haven't really shown any signs of it recently. Yeah. Um, they've been down for a little bit now, a couple years now. Um, Purdue hasn't been yeah. that relevant in a while. I mean, sure, hey, maybe they'll come out and, you know, Beat play Ohio really State well. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, like, trying to diss on Purdue, but, like, it's a winnable game. Um, and then Michigan – like I said, helps a lot that we're at home. Yeah, they're going to have a new quarterback. Who knows who that's going to be? Um, they're a team that also has been kind of known to fold towards the end of the season, and they kind of seem to struggle late in games. So, but we're also going to be facing off against some probably elite recruits. They get always, you know, top twenty recruiting classes in the nation. So that's yeah. tough. So I think the the realistic goals that I have set, you can argue with me or you can put on your intake. I think you win out your non conference is number one. Yep. You lose one game in the West at max, and you mm-hmm. lose one game uh, from the East at max. Yeah. So that means you go another two-loss season. You have, what, 10 losses – or 10 wins, sorry? 10 wins. So you're 10-2. and two, You're either going to another good bowl game like it was this year. And then again, let's say this. Is being the same as we were this year too bad? I don't think so. It's the Gophers. You can't expect playoff berths yet. <sighs> it's not like you can just say, oh, yeah, they're going to win their, every game. and I don't know. Maybe they will, though. P.J. Fleck does – he has that culture. He has he that does. change. That If the Gophers do win out and they go 11-1 or 12-0, I'm not going to be shocked. But realistically, I would say – I would challenge them. Win your games you're supposed yeah. to win against the West and the East. Maybe slide one loss in with Michigan or Wisconsin or Iowa. Maybe two out of those three. Either way, I think if you have another season like this, battle for the West – I think for a couple of years, that's okay. And then 
in next year, maybe next year's the year, but maybe in two years or three years, you get the star recruits maybe after a couple of years of Fleck and you start to actually build a Super Bowl or not Super Bowl, very like confident team that can actually make it to the playoff and actually battle. I also just pulled that. But for now, it's tough. I cannot imagine us going against LSU as the number four seed. No. I couldn't. um, Or a team like that next year with Clemson or – because Lawrence is coming back for next year. Trevor's back. He can't. He's had to come back. He's only a sophomore. So let's say Clemson's the number one seed. Are we going to freaking – we're going to get butchered if we're the fourth seed. Yeah, but would you rather get – of course. Butchered in a national champion yes. on a playoff game, or would you rather go and play? In I know that, but I'm just saying, I don't think it's realistic. Game, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't think it's realistic to think that highly yet. No, but, but I would love to have it. Have I'd it love to get one of the two. Um, so, you know, they run uh, four bowl games that are their um, playoff, playoff bowl games, yep. and they rotate them. I'd like to get one of those two non so that's the sugar and the cotton bowl. That's the sugar and the cotton bowl next year. That should year. be our goal is either sugar or the cotton bowl. Um, I just pulled up Wisconsin's schedule. They have Indiana, Southern Illinois, App State. Then they travel to Michigan. So that's big. Um, then, interesting enough, they host Notre Dame in Green Bay. And then they have us. So they have a hard schedule leading up to that game against us to go to at Michigan, to go to Notre Dame, and then us. Yeah. That's rough. And then, they, then they're off. And then it's Maryland, Illinois, Northwestern, Purdue, Nebraska, Iowa. So, I mean, if Michigan and Notre Dame can help us out, that'd be big. Um, if Iowa could help us out since they're at Iowa, that could would be big for us. So I think there's like there's some possibility for Wisconsin having it not, you know, them, especially with we don't know what they're going to look like next year. They're a run-based offense. And Iowa has, ooh, at Ohio State and at Penn State. That's big. That they've got, you know, which is Ohio State, Ohio State. That's big time. Yeah. So if we can beat them, that puts them up theoretically three losses. Yeah. And if we can walk out with two losses, and if we can beat Wisconsin or get one loss, well, I think it's Big gonna- Ten West is achievable. This year, more so to me, is that you know, um, Wisconsin, like I said, has that rough run leading up to us, and then um, Iowa plays Ohio State, and then yeah, Iowa has those Ohio State and Penn State's a really good team too, and they're playing okay. both of them. Away, back oh, to back. Yeah, games. those are back to back away games. So, well, they're gonna be tough games for them. So the Gophers, I think it's gonna be a good year again. Yeah. Uh, of course, this is all speculative. Looking forward in the future, but I think if they have another similar year, like I've said, I think that's I think it's successful, and I don't think we should expect too much. But I think it's possible, and I think Fleck, whatever with what he has and what he can do mentally be, and emotionally, I think it's gonna be cool. Let's be optimistic, but let's not set our bar too high. Let's not think. We beat Auburn. We need to, you know, be. We need to win the West, or it's a failure. Like, no, we're still the Gophers. We're still Minnesota. We're still not getting, you know, we're still competing against teams like um, Wisconsin. Still gets, you know, excellent recruiting cl- classes. Um, Michigan, you know, all these other Big Ten teams. Wow. We're we're maybe fifth or sixth in recruiting in the Big Ten, sadly, still. Um, and that's coming up because of PJ, but it's still going to be tough. So, in a lot of ways. We don't have we have a history, but we don't have any recent history. So I think for a while we might be done talking go for football because uh, I think season's over. I don't season's know. over. All we got uh, is the natty. So let's get to that. The only thing that we would talk about really is if we get a transfer. Or, if we get like yeah. some big transfer news. So let's get to the natty. Uh, LSU number one versus number three Clemson. Uh, yep. It's it's a huge game. I feel like this is going to be one of the better championships and even one of the better playoff games in a while, even though. Of course, Ohio State, Clemson was a great playoff game. Yep. 
I don't think you can honestly – it's not going to be much better than that if it is. So, of course, Clemson and Bama have had some battles, though. So, yeah. we'll see what, what we get there. Uh, so, who do you got uh, for Clemson, LSU? I know you weren't there when we, me and the boys at school were making our picks, but every single one of us had Clemson that was actually invested in it. And then Hunter, the random – he didn't have any – he didn't watch college football. He threw it on Ohio State, which another – I guess that's another great pick. I had 10 bucks on Ohio State, and uh, me and my buddies did a – pool where we each put 10 bucks on one of the four playoff teams tonight i had clemson still sitting there and i chose ohio state i thought ohio state was going to win that game to be honest okay see that was the thing i thought it was going to come down to i can't remember exactly what it is but i thought i said i think it came, i thought i said it came down to ohio state or clemson mm-hmm. and i thought just because trevor lawrence hasn't lost because i think they're going to beat ohio state because clemson's defense is better and more successful with their coaching staff and everything that's happened with their history recently right i think clemson was the safe pick for me and that's why i went with them so the underdog story that Dabble Swinney has proven to be, they think they're underdogs. They act like they're underdogs because they were so just not talked about compared to LSU and Ohio State this year, which is fair. But they're still not that really underdogs. Uh, give me Clemson. Uh, everybody seems to be picking LSU. I don't know why. I get the Joe Burrow story and the Joe Burrow hype. They yeah. haven't lost. But last year, they got beat up a couple times. Like Alabama stuck it to him last yeah. year. and Joe not- Burrow wasn't the guy he was last yes. year, Yes. So I'm not saying it's going to happen in the same team, but it just seems a little fishy to me. Uh, and honestly, Joe Burrow has lost a game at quarterback as LSU, and uh, Trevor Lawrence has not. So I think that's the biggest reason. Yeah. Um, Dabo and Trevor Lawrence, I think, are almost unbeatable. Give me LSU. So you see, yeah. and that's okay. I'm not going to argue no, I, with that. No, um, LSU, they're good, dude. Their yeah. running backs going to be back after yeah. a little bit of a break too, because it's a two week break between games. Uh, so he'll be fine theoretically. Yeah. Uh, but I think ah, it just makes me nervous. If I would, I, don't, I feel like if I say LSU, Clemson goes out and kill him, kills them. So just Clemson is my safe pick with ETN and the coaching staff. And I love. I mean, for, for me, it comes down to when you look at this team at LSU. It's Joe Burrow, the Heisman winner. Yep. Had an amazing season. You've got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's having a great season at yep. running back. Hopefully, he'll you've be got healthy. Jamar Chase. Who wasn't had an amazing year at wide receiver? Oh yeah. You also got his wide receiver partner Justin Jefferson, who had a great year and is going to be a NFL <laughs> yeah. player this year. What about Thaddeus Moss, Randy's son? Thad Moss having a pretty solid year as the uh, his first year starting at uh, tight end. Yeah. Um, and then they've got guys like they've got um, arguably the best cornerback duo in the country in Christian Fulton and Derek Stingley Jr. Um, and they've got Grant Delpit, who's a very um, interesting unique safety so i think their team is just too loaded the clem this is not quite the same good though you're right but this is not quite the same clemson team as they was last year they lost both their defensive ends from last year they lost a d i think they lost their entire d line from last year Uh, they lost a couple corners they've got some really amazing players like you said t higgins is great justin ross is great their safety is nuts simmons Oh, the the, the number, linebacker slash safety. Yeah, number Isaiah 11. Simmons is that guy's nuts. He so he's you know, um, six, six four, four. two thirty. Yeah, and there's video of him running and keeping up with like him and Travis Etienne, who is five, um, five ten, two hundred pounds, 
and them running like stride for stride next to each other. Isaiah, That's unnatural speed, and he plays safety and linebacker. Isaiah Simmons is nuts. I think he's going to have a huge play like he did in the Ohio State game. He needs to because he's their game changer on defense. So year. you got LSU. Yeah. I have Clemson. I know Jordy had Clemson. Uh, I know I, – I think Isaac had – Sunshine had Clemson too. Uh, of course, Hunter and Ohio State. No one had LSU. I think that's ironic because I think they were the number one. I think the media likes LSU a lot because of the Burrow story and the whole transfer. I I get it. The whole transfer thing is a nice little motif, but it's too cute. I think yeah. I think Clemson's going to come out and beat him up. So I think it's going to be a huge, super good game, though. Super. I think it's going to be. You know, um, people bring up like, oh, look what – I mean, this is a knock at LSU kind of. People are like, oh, look what LSU did against Oklahoma. How is um, – how are they going to keep up with that? How is Clemson going to keep up with that? I'm like, you know, Clemson probably would have done something pretty similar to Oklahoma, yeah, if we're being cool. honest. Like, it's hard to compare, you know, Oklahoma playing Ohio State, who uh, had an argument for being the number one team in the country. So what's crazy – I was just going to say that. Ohio State and Clemson, you could have – or sorry, Ohio State and LSU, you could have flipped the coin. I think you're going to be fine. If whoever yeah. you put at one. That decision to put up Clemson that one is huge in retrospect. Right. Because instead of playing Clemson, you're playing Oklahoma. So Ohio State, if let's say they go kill Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship, yeah. I think you have to give them the number one. Yeah. That's a huge game changing. The fact that they had a close first half and they were down at the first half, mm-hmm. I think that changes their season because they would yeah. play Oklahoma instead of Clemson. Because the committee has made it clear that they aren't just gonna pick, you know. Um, off paper. They don't just look at this. They look at how good your wins are, Yeah, which I think is great. So college football is great. I think this Monday is going to be awesome. I think it's, it's a huge super game. fun. I think the only thing I'm more, I'm just kidding. I'm not, I'm not over the moon about it, but I'm over the moon about one thing. That's a Vikings divisional round in the playoffs. Uh, be more, I'm more excited. I mean, this is nuts though. We're, we get yeah. every playoff game that we win. It's like a, it's like a mini Super Bowl for us. So it's kind of like, yeah, like it's giving me a break, but like it's not because this is the one when you go to the playoffs and Kirk finally yeah. performs and everything that he's been doubted for the past two years yeah. as a Viking and even as a Redskin, yeah. he proved that wrong last game. And that's like, and of course the Kirk hype train. I've been a Kirk believer. I wanted him to come. I liked him and I loved him in Washington. I've always been a big Kirk guy. But then it's like I sit and against the Packers, I'm like this. I'm I support this guy. He's my quarterback. And I doubt myself, and I doubt myself. But then I know he he finally I know he finally did it. It was it was. And there are some people that are still in there like wasn't prime time. Like no, every single playoff game is a prime it doesn't. Time yeah, game. it doesn't. If it's, a, it's, if it's a nationally televised game, it's prime time. We, he hasn't beat a ten a ten win team yet. Well, he just beat a thirteen win team. He's three and twenty four or four and twenty four now or something like that. But one in ten as a Viking gets that. He finally beats it. He pull and then also what I would argue. Once you beat a good team and once you make a good drive at the end like he did in the in – the, Yes. And people just say the overtime was a fluke. He made a couple of good throws. He was making good throws the whole time. He was. That third that third down in, in like the, on like the 15-yard yeah. line where he throws that dot to Diggs at the one-yard line, that's nuts. He could have ran for it, but yeah. he didn't. He threw a dot. Uh, Thielen across the corner on the far right side of the field down the sideline. Huge. Huge. Far left field of the sideline going on the, on the touchdown – or this – Yes, the t- second touchdown yeah. drive to the left side of the field to Thielen. Another dot. And more, his incompletions were more so uh, bang, bang plays. You know, his wide receiver games. Some are hit. purposeful even. Um, some were, yeah, some were purposeful throwaways. And some were just because of pressure gained him. I don't think he, I didn't see too many of those throws where I'm like, Kirk, what you doing? Also, like, there's a couple, but you know. This year he had six interceptions. Yeah. One was 
through Diggs' hands, yep. off of Diggs' helmet against the Eagles, and our boy Andrew Sandejo, who's now a Viking, picks it off. Welcome uh, back, Andrew. Interception number, I can't remember if it was number five or six, uh, hits Stefan Diggs in the hand, yep. hits off his chest, bounces yep. up, and a Seahawks guy grabs it. Yep. So two of his interceptions were drops by Diggs. Yep. That means he's really 26 and four on his ratio. Which is pretty elite. Jimmy G is 27 and fifth, or seven, 27 and 13. He has 13 picks this year? He does. That's Kirk, surprising. Kirk only has 300 less yards and he played a less, he didn't play week 16, of course. Right. Uh, I saw the stats, which quarterback you want? Rating, rating, uh, of course, less interceptions. Kirk, Kirk looks good this year. And I think we chirp him a lot because he can't play in those big games, but like, he did it. He did it, and I think that's huge. Let's see it again. So we go into San Francisco, 335 kickoff. Listen to it on the fan. PA will have it for you. Yep. Uh, it's it's huge. It's, it's the 49ers. They're the one seed. We already mentioned that. Yep. Uh, the six seed hasn't won in nine years. Nope. So is if the Vikings are going to do it, how? Let's do that again. Let's cover what we need to do. I think it's different than the Saints. By the way, I just want to say that um, – so far, we're 0-2 in our predictions. Why? We both picked Saints? Yeah, we both picked Saints last Yeah, but year. I just say that. I want and, and then the week before, we both picked the um, – we both picked uh, Auburn, so. Oh, yeah, but that's because we're doubting Vikings. I'm not doubting anymore. Vikings by six. We're going to get to this later, but we're going to – I'm explaining – Tyler and Ruth to both do it again. I'm going to explain why. Okay. I'm not going to do it. I don't want to What do is it. our keys to the game? The keys to the game. Um, last week, I thought was stop the run. Yeah. This week, I think it's stop the pass. Force turnovers. Get a pick. Yep. Force Jimmy G to fumble. Kind of like Drew Brees. He threw yep. a pick and he fumbled late in the game. He never does that. No. Vikings defense suffocated. They had eight say. turnovers, I think, in total or something like that. Eight. Or six. And we forced two in one game. It's just like so that's they, unheard of. I think that, that Drew Brees interception – was ugly. Yes. Anthony Harris is nuts. Yeah. A lot of safeties don't make that play. He's no. right there. He's ball hawking that ball the whole way. But yes, underthrown, not a pretty play. No. The fumble was the fumble was him trying to escape and Daniel Hunter being too strong. I don't blame you him that much for some of those fumbles. how he force that fumble, really? He literally punched his bicep. Yeah. And it, and it caused him to drop the ball. Like, you don't see that very often. That so was that's just pure strength. And then a great dive on the ball by uh, Jalen Holmes. Are you kidding me? Ooh. I was like, who's number 92? And I look it up really quick. Jalen Holmes, I saw his name, rookie like, D-tackle from Ohio State. Second year. Second so year, that's right. I was like, he's our eighth string D-tackle. And they're like, what? I was like, or not D-tackle, D-lineman. I was like, yep. He barely plays, and he mm-hmm. came out of nowhere on the yep. far left side of the on the line. Big. Big uh, I think let's get back to the keys. I think if you force Jimmy to beat us, yep. I think that's the biggest reason. They have a good run game. With, yep. They're multiple with Mostert, Tevin, Tevin Coleman, and Matt Breda. I think Coleman's out. Still. Is Coleman out? Coleman's still out, I'm pretty sure. I think it's just okay. I think it's just Breda and him. And, and Mostert. Who's having like a breakout year. Yeah, yep, he's good. So I think if you let them beat you, I think – that's the scary thing, though. So if you yeah. let Jimmy beat you, I think he could do that. Yeah. But if you stop Jimmy, let's say the pass is pretty, pretty slow. Of course, you're not going to shut the down pass down completely. Yeah. Especially with playmakers like Kittle and uh, Samuel and uh, Sanders. But yeah, I think if you let the pass go a little bit, you let you stop it down a little bit. You ten yard passes here and there, five yard passes, six yard passes. You let them stop. Uh, I think. You can try to stop the run because we we looked great against the Saints and their yeah. run game is I would say better than the 49ers. We've got 
a good matchup this week. You know, last week we talked about um, having to shut down Michael Thomas, right? Yeah. And how that was going to be really tough because cornerback play has been a struggle this year a little bit, and we're not healthy. And we are still not healthy because Mackenzie Alexander will not play. He and went in to get a knee scope, so he's uh, probably done for the season. Yep. Um, so the biggest problem is George Kittle. That's what I was going to say. So what, that, I was about to get to that. Sorry. So we don't have a wide receiver, in my opinion, that we have to double team this yep. time. Agreed. So that's big. We don't have to worry about, you know, there's no Michael Thomas. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, I'm not knocking him at all. It's just not a guy that I feel like we have to double team, especially no, no since Thomas. we can put Mike Hughes on him. He's small enough where we can put Hughes Mike Hughes. is out. Hughes and Mac are both out for the year. Oh, gosh, both IRs. Sorry. Oh, crap. Why did I forget Hughes? Uh, okay. We're putting Trey Waynes on him. Yeah. There we go. Flipping it. Uh, also, Hughes being out is huge for sure because Hughes would be a great guy to put up against Sanders. But the good news is we have Kittle. We're not, that's not good news. But the can, good news is we've got Eric cover. Kendricks. So Kendricks and you shadow probably had Harrison or Harris. I'd probably put Harris on him and have – because I want Harrison to play more of a box safety role. I think it depends where it lines up. I think it's going to yeah. come down to that. But – and then we have great communication off the ball. I uh, want the plays actually snapped. I think we know what to do. Our defensive backs, especially the safeties, know who to cover and where to cover. Harrison plays best when he gets to freestyle a little bit. Yeah. And so when you if you assign him to Kittle and say you have to double team him, I think that takes away a lot of your value of, you know, Harrison notices something, he's gonna come up and he blitzes and he makes a big stuff in the backfield. We see that all the time. Um, or you know, Harrison all of a sudden notices something and he moves left, moves right, wherever he moves off to. He's so intelligent that if you just tell him you need to double George Kittle, you're taking away part of his um, value and his versatility. So the Vikings, I think, like you said, George Kittle is your – Got to stop him. He's your Michael Thomas of last week. Uh, if you shut him down, that really leaves the run game to beat us. That really leaves a huge play to Sanders, which – Well, I the tough think, thing is, is that he is such a great run blocker that – Yeah. I think we're going to allow a big, a couple big passes. And that's yeah. – and that's what makes me nervous. I don't think they're going to be touchdowns necessarily because I don't think the Vikings are – we don't allow long touchdown passes no. uh, routinely. We don't allow the big play. We've played all year the safe, prevent the big play, mm-hmm. stop them short here once in a while. But, like, we had a lot of drives where we one, two, three out. Yeah. I was shocked. We have to be really careful that we don't get too conservative against this team, though, because they are going to take that conservativeness. And they have a solid kicker, and they're going to put up points if we get too conservative. Also, they play the game where they do the chip away, chip away, run a little bit, run yep. a little bit, and then plan for the late bomb. Yep. I think if you allow a couple big plays early, and then you you're ready for the big plays. Yes. I like not big plays, but like thirty yard catches or forty yard catches, but not touchdowns. Like I said, I think if you're ready for all those, and you prevent that late play, and yeah. I think you always have to be expecting it, but you know they might just go for four yards here, and I think. Yep. You stop them there on one of those plays where they're going to be conservative. The next play on third and eight or a third and seven, mm-hmm. stop them, deflect the pass, get to this, get to the quarterback. And I think those are the plays the Vikings can make this week. The Neil Hunter has been monstrous. Griffin yep. looked great. You line him up with the three technique in the middle. It's been fun to watch that. Is, NAS- is the NASCAR all of a sudden package a defensive really, tackle? That NASCAR package was really fun in the Saints game. That's what the Giants called it back in 07 for defense events of the NASCAR. Fetty looked great. great. Just so many good things that I would say that looked great on the defense last week. Barr looked great. He was yeah, covering he everybody. Did. He did. Every pass that he was uh, in coverage, they would either catch it for before the first down yeah. marker and he'd drag him down right away. The tackling was stupendous by him, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the defensive backs, especially the cornerbacks, didn't have a great day, but with Taysom Hill and with yeah, that Thomas, Tays- I think Rhodes, aside from that big uh, play to Taysom Hill, played really – or not Taysom Hill, uh, but um, that r- the returner. Kick returner. Yeah. Uh, outside of that play, I think, I think he, Rhodes played very, very well. I was going to mention that. Of course he gets cooked. 
my dad called me and was complaining about that play. Like, where is he going? I was like, yes, but you it's have a to, double move. You have to expect with fast people like Tyree kill and like that returner who I can't even think of his last name, Harris. Yeah. Uh, they can do that to people. Yeah. And yes, they're cornerbacks and they're NFL cornerbacks, but that could happen to anybody. Yep. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, you have a really weak. Mm, I shouldn't say that. You have a bunch of people that Minnesota Vikings fans don't know of besides Richard Sherman in the backfield in the in the defensive back core. They've got Nick Bosa. They've got Dre Greenlaw. They've got – But defensive backs, it's Richard oh, Sherman. yeah. And then a bunch of people we've never heard of. Yeah, I don't I think know. you exploit a couple of those guys well, like and we did with Eli Apple and we did with, yes. with the guy who replaced Lattimore late in the game. Yes. I think Kirk's going to have a field day with some of these defensive backs. Especially since um, even – I mean, Richard's having a really good year. Of course. But Stefan Diggs has had some great games against Richard Sherman yeah. just because uh, Richard Sherman's uh, biggest weakness to his game probably is his short area quickness. He's yep. really, really intelligent. Um, oh, yeah. And Diggs has always been really, really good at selling Richard Sherman and hitting him with a comeback route and Sherman not being able to get there in time. because. And I, just, like, like you're saying, I think Diggs is going to get open a couple of times. Yeah. I think one of them, are, one of them is going to be deep. I think yeah. Diggs is – Kirk's going to find Diggs, and if their safety's not there, I think he's going to cook some people. What we need to do is we got to stop Nick Bosa. We need to start stop Eric Armstrong. We need to stop DeForest Buckner. And we're and that's a big task to ask and, and shell the day. But those are you know Bosa. We're gonna Buckner, see Armstead. we're gonna see some interesting double teams I think on Bosa and then on Buckner if Buckner's lined up on the other side. It's Buckner dies right to the D end. Armstead the other end. It's gonna. But yeah, I get serious. Is it Bosa end? So it's Bosa Armstead at the bookends, and then Sheldon Day and Buck and Buckner are. Oh, Buckner's inside. Buckner's inside. So I think you're going to see double coverage on tackles. Yeah. Because I think you're if you can slide Reef and and O'Neal and give them a, a partner in the, from the one of the guards, I yeah. think that's going to help. Um, the but good it news depends is, on how many they're going to rush. I think our biggest weakness with our O-line is dealing with uh, pure speed rushers in a lot of ways. Um, so I think that's a good news for us is that um, none of these guys are especially fast. Nick well, Bosa, I'm not net knocking it. Yeah. They're all very talented. Bosa is pretty quick. Bosa is very quick. Well, that and that's their big one. But Armstead and Buckner yes. are more power guys, and I think that suits us better. Um, I would hope that. I mean, I'd rather see Hill probably face off against Armstead because Hill is just a rock. You know, he just stops everybody. And then I hope that we. Hill, s- Hill looked good when he had to play this. this I, I want to bring a tight end and follow. Uh, Bosa around with a tight end as and yeah, as I think can. we're going to see Conklin in a lot to block, like you just mentioned. Yeah. I don't think they'll put her on him, but I think Conklin will be out there a lot, and then Rudolph will have to do his share, of course. Which has hurt Irv Smith Jr. this year. In reality, is yep. um, Conklin's ability to block, and yep. I mean, but he's a different body. If you that's what I'm saying. It's like um, we aren't running many three tight end sets, which most people don't run three tight end. Sets. And then we, when we did last week, it was three on the right, and then you chucked a pitch to. To Dalvin on the left with one blocker, the qu- it's the quick pitch. I the quick pitch, that. the quick pitch is a disaster in reality. It doesn't even work in Madden. No, the quick pitch. The whole idea is supposed to be that you're stacking it up and you hope they line up all over there. But if you get one linebacker that's smart enough to realize, like, hmm, maybe they're going to go out here. You're going to have a linebacker and you need your running back to make him miss. And if he's good enough, yeah, I didn't like it's that. Very unlikely. They had four enough guys enough with on the him. pitches. So we need to. Speaking of linebackers, their number one linebacker, Quan Alexander, is going to play. Quan's back, but it sounds limited. So it, I don't know if that's just for Vikings fans to get their hopes down, but Quan Alexander will play. Hopefully, he doesn't play every snap. The guy's a monster. Fred Warner is a beast too, though. He might not even be their best linebacker anymore, to be honest. So we'll Fred s- Warner's a 
beast. So we'll see the Niners bests out there. And yep. that's, yep. of course, that's okay. A healthy Vikings team, except for cornerbacks, and a healthy Niners team. Also, breaking news out of this morning, Adam Thielen suffered a laceration on his leg. That's what yesterday. I, yeah, my friend. Yeah, so he's got a cut and he needed stitches on that. It wasn't. That sucks. Which is better than a sprained ankle. Oh, absolutely. you hear an ankle injury, it's like, that's scary. But It's going to hurt. But he's going to he's going to play and yes. he's going to be bleeding a little bit if if he gets hit hard down there. But and Diggs has a the flu apparently. He's going to oh, he's got to play flu game flu game. MJ, I think one either Diggs or Thielen, like I said earlier, one of them is going to explode. And I we think need both of them out there. One place they're, they're better play. when they're both out there. So Vikings Niners, the one versus the six, three thirty five, the first game of the weekend on Saturday. Wake up a little bit early and be ready. Do your morning routine, your workout. <laughs> Have a nice big lunch, relax a little bit before the game, and then boom, 3.35, 3 o'clock comes go around. Grab brand, go buy a brand new stress ball and just squeeze it a bunch. Who's? Do we know who's announcing it? Uh, No. Uh, so I just – Please tell me it's not Joe Buck. I looked at it and I said, wow. Oh, no, it's NBC, so it could be anybody. Uh, I As I walked in the room and saw Joe Buck on the TV, I was not happy. Yeah. Of course – he had a good commentating commentating experience on the Minneapolis Miracle. I think that was great. Yeah. He did great on that call. But then it's just – besides that, I have not had an enjoyable time with that man. Uh, especially the one Super Bowl that brings it out is the undefeated Patriots versus the Giants. He's like, uh, David Tyree with the catch, first down Giants. <laughs> Touchdown, Paxico yeah, Burris. He, he, and it's he, like, what? Those are two of the most iconic catches in recent history. And, and you're, and you're monotoning it, dude. And they're beating an upset 16 or 18 and 0 team, I guess, come the Super Bowl time. That was shocking. I've always, I'm always going to hold out against him. I can't, just because he can't figure it out, I don't think. But that Minneapolis Miracle call was great. This week, one versus six, who do you have? Realistically, and with your head and with your heart, let's do both. See? 49ers. So you got 49ers with your head? Yeah. Heart. Vikings. Heart. But heart could be like, do you feel weird about it in your heart? I feel weird about it. So then you got Niners. No, as in like, in my heart, I have a weird feeling that we're going to win this. Okay, I like that too. But in my head, it's just like, I like this team. I think we're a good team. The 49ers have had some bad games, but when they're playing well... They're, they look like arguably the best team in the NFL. Yep. They are when their defense is on fire. They look like the best team in the NFL. The best defense. Um, if Jimmy G isn't being a bonehead that day, we're in trouble. They've got two running backs. They don't just have one. They've got two guys that are having very good years. Well, so that, that's true. But I'm saying like Dalvin was fresh, so like, good on, no, on Sunday too. That's what I'm saying. Like when we were up against New Orleans, it was basically you know they. Um, Latavius really didn't do much. He had that one no. good run, but San Fran's got can keep their legs fresh. Yeah. Um, just as we can, but so you got Niners. Niners, especially since I think um if our offensive line gets abused, because that defensive line is um, it's good. It's it's nasty. They're you know, their D coordinator But so is was, their D coordinator is one of the favorites to get a um, head coaching job, and their D line coach is a favorite to get a defensive coordinator spot. So I feel like their biggest strength goes up against our biggest weakness. That's going to be a nightmare. Hope, prove me wrong. I just want to say, so I want to be proved wrong, obviously. After but. pondering a little bit of last week, I feel like my head was actually telling me Vikings, but my heart, the optimism 
inside of me was gone. And I, my heart was telling me saints. Okay. If you, I feel like I didn't realize that until now, but now this week, I think my head tells me Vikings and my heart tells me Vikings. And this is the week I'm going to be let down, but I'm going Vikings. I'm not going to be surprised if we beat them. I'm also not going to be surprised if they beat us. Uh, but give me the Vikings. I think this is a winnable game. I like our matchups. I like some of the plays we got. And I think that we're going to have a couple explosive plays that going to result in touchdowns. I think they're going to yeah. have a couple explosive plays that are kind of minuscule by maybe a couple of field goals here. And we there, need Kendricks to be a stud. That's I think big that's key. a guarantee, That's the though. biggest key is he needs to have a massive game. So Vikings over Niners. Give me that. Ben's got Niners over Vikings. Let us know what you think at the at the Instagram at Give Me a Break Pod on Instagram. Huge, huge game. If you win this, we're going to do another NFC Championship game the second time in three years. That would be so much It'd fun. Be dope. And, we'd probably and you get either Green Bay or Seattle. Both of those teams we don't bench. like. Both of those teams would be an awesome place yeah. to win in their arena. Yeah. I want us – I think this game is so big, and I'm more nervous about the Saints – I was more nervous about the Saints game than I am this game. Give me the Vikings here. Uh, ben, anything else to add? You know, when you said the fact that we can go to either Seattle or Green Bay after – Doesn't that just sound um, fun? It sounds fun in a lot of ways. Um, if we go to Green Bay, and let's, let's say we win this week, and Green Bay wins, and we get to go to Green Bay and we play the Packers – in their own stadium, one of these two teams is going to the Super Bowl, and we beat them. The two losses in the regular season would not matter. It's tough to beat someone we would have, times in a year. You're right. We would have bragging rights for ages. over Packers. I would just be. Oh, I'd be over be, the. That'd movie. be so much fun. But then at the same time, if we went to Green Bay and we were to lose to them the third time, yeah. and they go to the Super Bowl, oh man. Packer fans would be unbearable for a while, but I'd be unbearable. Now that we're talking like this, I want to just keep it to this week. Yeah. Niners, dude. This is such a big game. I hope you guys are excited. Be excited. It's going to be huge. If you're listening to this after the Niners game, man, I hope we won. I really hope. I I want to go back to the NFC Championship game. Um, I don't think the Packers or the Seattle Seahawks are nearly as good as the Eagles were two years ago. I think it's a winnable game. I want to see a Super Bowl. Let's Let's win now. And then let's get ready for next week. All right, last question. You at one word. It's a first name. Who do you have more confidence in, Kirk or Jimmy? Kirk. Thank you. Welcome back. I'm so excited. We have to beat them. Oh, go Vikings. Hope because he has the bigger play potential than Jimmy. Jimmy can hopefully, manage, but he doesn't have the big play potential. Hopefully we will not be saying give me a break when you hear us next week when I'm back with the boys at school. Ben, it's been a great three weeks on the podcast. Yeah, Thanks I'll, for joining I'll us. I'll keep calling in so you guys won't not hear from me at all, but just not in this way. Check us out on Instagram, like I mentioned, at Give Me a Break Pod. Go Vikings. I can't say it enough. This skull. is so big. Skull. skull, baby, skull. We out. Peace. Give me a break. 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 One, two, three, give me a break.